You know, some folks simply don't know what to do with a little chaos and confusion. When the proverbial poo hits the fan, they melt into the corner, sucking their thumb in a fetal position, humming, Jesus loves me. These folks are the ones that thrive in comfort. They can't handle crisis. They're breastfeeders. Yeah, I said that. They're breastfeeders. They need to suckle when life sucks. They need somebody to pat their bobo and tell them everything's going to be okay. They need the good news first, even if the good news is a lie or a fantasy. Well, I'm here to tell you real fast that history doesn't talk about the weaklings. Smooth sailing makes for a great vacation from reality, but it's a terrible story. You've heard the old adage about how good times produce weak men and so on it goes. You know now what weak men produce, and it would seem that the hard times are now upon us. So here comes a little chaos. Now, who are you going to be as you head into this new year? Are you going to be a shadow-hiding titty baby that longs for the safe harbor of mama's apron strings, or are you going to rope this badass tornado and ride it into the unknown and make a little history? Because let's be honest, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, really, what's the worst thing that could happen to you? Well, it could kill you, but you're going to die one day anyway, so you might as well get right with Jesus now and go out like a little badass with no fear. Look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. What's done is done. You can't control when the chaos comes, but my whole point is you can control how you come at the chaos. So join me on this episode of the Chad Prather Show. Let's talk about chaos. What does it look like, and what in the world can you do about it? I love you. God bless you. Well, you can kiss my ass on that. I'm not going to grant you amnesty. You messed up. You knew you were messing up. It was all about control at the time. You put people through a living hell. You wrecked economies. You wrecked businesses. People, I mean, to this day, I can count several businesses that are not open right now in the area in which I live simply because they could not overcome the mandates that were placed on top of them during the pandemic shutdowns. And then you get into the chaos of the medical tyranny, which we experienced. I just get sick of it. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Man, I should say it is like the episode of the Chad Prather Show um, with brand new brand new here in the cave. And uh, I want to welcome everybody to a new year. I want to welcome you to a new show, um, new and improved, I guess. I don't know. We'll see if it's improved, but uh, it's definitely a more independent sort of deal that we're doing here. And I'm so thankful that you guys are entering into the new year with me. Uh, We got some big things coming. It's really going to be cool. You guys who have been a part of the Chad Prather show for so long, um, it's going to grow, man. We're going to have we're going to have new friends, new faces. It's going to be awesome and just have an opportunity to put out some commentary and some thoughts into the world that I think are going to be really, really cool. And we're going to have some fun along the way. We got so many ideas that are floating around out there that I mean, I just I can't even begin to tell you. Um, I want to tell you, though, about our uh, our sponsor, United Patriot Coin. You know, if you follow me on social media at all, United Patriot Coins has been a good friend of mine for a long, long time. Uh, they are who I trust for gold and silver. A lot of a lot of times people in their hard economic times are trying to figure out, you know, this, you know, economic uncertainty that we're living in with all these weird things that are going on in our world. What do you do? Well, I always advise people, you need to have some gold and silver. And I know there are people out there who say, we well, can't eat gold and silver. Trust me, you need some gold and silver on hand. You need some bullion. You need some coins. You need some stuff you can barter with. There's various things you can use to do that with, but some gold and silver would be a good thing to have on hand. So the folks that I trust, unitedpatriotcoin.com, head over there. You can call them on the phone as well. Talk to Trey on the phone. Tell them Chad sent you, and uh, he'll walk you through all kind of investment opportunities that are out there. So check them out. Guys, um, welcome to the new year. Uh, it, it's, it's a wild world we're living in. And one of the things that I want to be able to do on this on this 
just this new iteration of the Chad Prather Show is not just talk about daily headlines. I want to talk about some stuff that's more evergreen, things that you can kind of share with your friends and family. And if you share it now or you share it a year from now, it's probably going to be true. It's probably still going to be relevant in their life. So we're going to deal with some more cultural overarching themes and topics that are out there that that I think are going to help shape the way you think, shape your life. And and again, like I said, I want to have fun along the way. I don't want to get too serious all the time, but I, I'm kind of feeling in a serious mood today. Um, we're living in a chaotic world. I don't have to tell you that. You turn on the news. It has been such relief for me just in the last week or two to kind of take a break from the news. I mean, you can't get completely away from it. If you jump on X, if you jump on Instagram, you jump on any social media, it's going to be, it's just bombards you with everything. But just the other night, those of you who are watching the, the, uh, the ball drop in Times Square and watching the New Year's festivities, if you chose to stay awake and tune in for that, uh, you had Green Day who changed the lyrics to their song to attack, you know, Trump supporters. I mean, I, why is that necessary? I don't what what is going on in the world where everybody's got to attack everybody? Everything from a New Year's celebration to music to Hollywood, everything has got to be made political. And I don't know about you guys, but I just get sick of it. I just get tired of it. It's so um, what I would rather us be able to do is to is to disconnect from the daily headlines a little bit. We'll deal with that some, but, but disconnect with it because our lives aren't controlled by the headlines and what some guy chose to make a news story out of today. Your life isn't guided by those principles. As long as you're doing that, as long as you're looking at the headlines and the mainstream media is feeding you an, an agenda-driven narrative, your life's going to be in chaos. Because again, you're going to be looking for the end of the world. I want to get into that some today. I want to talk about these topics um, of chaos. And so welcome to a new new year of chaos. And I'll tell you this. If you ever notice, like sometimes people look at it and they say, you know, even number years just tend to do better than odd number years. I don't know if there's any truth to that or not, but I saw somebody talking about that recently. So we've entered into 2024. 2023 was a, a nightmare in a lot of ways. Um, uh, just crazy, the stuff that we went through in 2023. And I saw a lot of people who were sort of kind of not wanting to celebrate so much going into a new year. I don't think they wanted to let go of the chaos they knew because they were afraid of the unknown chaos that's to come in the new year. And people are tired. You know, if you look at the last three years, we went through the pandemic, we went through the shutdowns, we went through the lockdowns, we went through the quarantines, the stay-at-home mandates. People were masking up. They were following the arrows on the floor in the grocery store on how to stay six feet apart from each other. We were saying goodbye to grandma through plexiglass. We were hugging people on television through, you know, you know, plastic things with arms on there. Uh, People were masking their dogs for crying out loud. I mean, the insanity that was out there was just stupid. Nothing short of stupid. And now you jump on social media. And I saw a clip the other day where this guy was saying, hey, listen, there were things we didn't know. Maybe we jumped the gun. Us in the science community, We were erring on the side of caution. If we could go back and do it over again, we would do it differently. You know, we we want a little amnesty. We we saw that in an article last year from someone in the Atlantic who said, just grant us amnesty. We didn't really know what we were doing and we overreacted. Well, you can kiss my ass on that. I'm not going to grant you amnesty. You messed up. You knew you were messing up. It was all about control at the time. You put people through a living hell. You wrecked economies. You wrecked businesses. People, I mean, to this day, I can count several businesses that are not open right now in the area in which I live 
simply because they could not overcome the mandates that were placed on top of them during the pandemic shutdowns. These people are out of work. They're out of business. There should be some consequences for that. There should be some people held accountable for that. And then you get into the chaos of the medical tyranny, which we experienced, where suddenly they rushed to market some experimental drug and started jabbing it in everybody's arms and telling them that not only was that not enough, but you had to remain boosted and every three months go back and get another shot of something they didn't know was going to work or not. But yet the mainstream media was consistently telling you, they were consistently telling you, uh, that it was going to be safe and it was going to be effective. And if you got it, you wouldn't have anything to worry about. But, you know, um, here we have all these people who have gotten it over and over again with all the boosters and they're still getting things like COVID. So we're living in a chaotic world and a lot of people don't want to let go of the chaos of the past because they're afraid of the chaos that is to come. Because, because what's known sometimes is a little bit safer than the unknown. Well, folks, I don't care if you, if you like it or not. 2024 is here. The future is here. Uh, I, I'm sort of optimistic. Now, today is kind of a heavy day for me simply because, I don't know, it's a little overcast outside uh, here when we're taping. I got news this morning that my uncle, who is my dad's brother, passed away. He'd had a stroke a couple of about a month or so ago. We've kind of watched him uh, decline. A good friend of mine who is a comedian, 36 years old, uh, developed cancer, which spread to his body. They've now placed him on hospice and says he has a week to live. 36 years old, 36 years old. And, and you have just his body's ravaged by cancer. It's such a sweet spirit, such a bright light, such a talented soul. And, and now, you know, the medical, the medical experts say he's got a week to live. Uh, th that's, that's sad news. And you may not be dealing with anything that dramatic in your life. But you look around and you see chaos. You, you have to admit that you're seeing chaos. Now, the week before last, I put, a, I put a tweet out, a post on X. And I referenced the leftists. You know, I, I love to trigger people, stir the pot. Those of you who know me know that I like to do that just to get the conversation going. But I, but I talked about what radical leftists are doing in, in the world today. Now, again, um, Based on based on um, you know the definition of being a liberal, say back in the late 1960s, I, I, you'd probably have to call me a liberal. I'm a guy who's you know anti big government. I'm a guy who's pro free speech. I'm a guy who's anti establishment. I'm anti big pharma. I'm one of those guys that likes for people to be left alone and do their own thing. I don't necessarily believe the narrative that's coming my way. So I'm I'm one of these kind of protesters in 1968. I probably would have fit in pretty well in Woodstock, even though I don't like to smoke dope. But whatever, I'll try anything. Again, but here we are. Here we are. I'm called a radical right wing extremist now because of these ideas of, of not trusting the government, not trusting. And, and so and, and I said, but these days I miss a good liberal. I, I miss a good, honest, classical liberal. You know, I, I find myself agreeing more and more with a guy like Bill Maher on his show and with his common sense approach to taking on radical leftists. I'm starting to find myself agreeing with Senator uh, John Fetterman from Pennsylvania, which is he's a perfect example. The guy, the guy comes into the Senate, doesn't have a clue who he is, goes into some form of rehab because of a depression, gets his brain fixed. I don't know if they uploaded a Neuralink from Elon Musk into his head or what, but suddenly the guy comes out making sense, which tells you now he sounds like a Republican. <laughs> now he sounds like a conservative. It's wild, but I find myself agreeing more and more with his assessment of what's going on in our world. So what is going on? So I made reference to radical leftists, and of course the trolls have to come on there 
And they say, okay, so chatty, they love to say that, you know, they call you names. Okay, chatty, what is a radical leftist? What's a radical leftist? Well, I'm going to go so far as to tell you what we're dealing with in our, our world right now, whether it's the, 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 the BLM protesters that are burning down buildings in the summer of love in 2020, whether it is Antifa, who is technically, according to Joe Biden, not a real organization who are out there doing the things that they're doing, creating havoc. Uh, just this week, we saw where the Chaz or Chop Zone in Seattle, where their little peace garden, which has never grown anything, was finally torn out, and they're protesting that. Um, and then, then you have the uh, the radical pro-Palestinian protesters that are out there uh, in the street, blocking traffic at, at JFK Airport, uh, stopping traffic at Chicago's airport. You have law enforcement that's getting on X and talking about how uh, you need to expect travel delays through the holidays because the protesters are going to be out there. Forget the fact that law enforcement's job, who knows the protesters are coming, their job is to get them out of the street to actually enforce the law. But instead, they'd rather penalize you, the traveler, the holiday traveler, the one who paid for the ticket, the one who paid for the fare, the one who's going somewhere, the responsible one. They'd rather penalize you and tell you to give yourself more extra time so that you don't get delayed by the protesters. Happy holidays. Uh, that's a bunch of BS. That's a bunch of BS. So what fuels that type of behavior? What fuels the type of behavior that wants to create chaos in our lives? Well, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's, a, it's a 10 cent word that I'm not going to get co too caught up in the word, but I want to talk about the meaning around it. I want us to think critically about it. The word is nihilism. You've probably heard it. If, if you've done any reading on the, on the philosopher Frederick Nietzsche, then you, he is often equated with the concept of nihilism. Nihilism simply believes that, you don't, that nothing has any meaning. Nothing means anything. Uh, it's zero. The meaning of things is basically zero. You, the word uh, nihilism, uh, nihil from the original, it, it's you find it in words like annihilate, which means if you're going to annihilate a civilization, you bring it down to zero where it doesn't exist. So in nihilism, meaning doesn't exist. Nihilism, oftentimes it, it's seen as a denial that any knowledge is possible. So how can we know if there's an afterlife? How can we know if anything exists that matters? Um, there's no bedrock for any of your cherished beliefs. If you have a, a religious faith, well, you shouldn't believe in some form of a sky daddy out there. Uh, if you think family matters, well, family will just screw you over. I mean, you, none of it really matters. There's no meaning. So all of your most cherished beliefs have no foundation. Hey guys, you know, for 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say the only one, trust me, they are the only one. And uh, Patriot Mobile has been a great supporter of this show, and I'm proud to continue partnering with them. You know, Patriot Mobile offers uh, dependable nationwide coverage, and they give you access to all three major networks, which means you're going to get the same dependable coverage that you're accustomed to without funding leftist causes. See, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message. You're saying that you support free speech, religious liberty, uh, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our first responder, and our military heroes. And they have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which is going to make switching so easy. You can keep your number, keep your phone. Call them up. They'll help you upgrade with a brand new phone. Whatever you need, their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. You go to patriotmobile.com slash chad. Uh, you call them on the phone if you want to, 972-PATRIOT. Talk to them. 
and you get free activation when you use promo code CHAD. I spell it Chad. That's right. Join me. Make the switch today. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Chad. That's patriotmobile.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Call them up. 972-PATRIOT. I was walking through the, the grocery store the other day. CJ and I were walking through. And she stopped at the magazine rack while I was checking out. I think that was her way of not paying for anything. But I, she stops at the magazine rack and she picks up a Time magazine. Time magazine. And, and here's the cover of it right here. It says, Heaven and the Afterlife. What awaits us? Uh, stories from the beyond, the science of continuing consciousness, the quest to live forever. So Time magazine, which, which by the way, um, same magazine that recently named Taylor Swift Person of the Year. Hmm. Uh, this, this same magazine, by the way, that named, uh, Adolf Hitler person of the year a few years back. Uh, and I, I was thumbing through it and I found it interesting that if you go to the table of contents, the table of contents, if you go, it's, it says right here, uh, who gets to go to heaven? Page 32. If you flip over to page 32, and I'm going to do that right now, flip over to page 32, the article is, um, actually, there is no article on page 32. There's just art on page 32. Uh, on page 33, the article says, The Dark Side of Heaven. So now if I go back to the table of contents, it tells me who gets to go to heaven. But then there's no article on page 32. The point is, this is a magazine that wants to tell you how to get to heaven. They can't even tell you to where, where to go in the book based on their co- table of contents. So to, so to say that their path markers are a little off already, makes this a little bit suspect on their expertise of what the afterlife might be holding uh, for all of us. So, heaven and the afterlife. I want, I'm, I'm going to read to you just a little piece of this right here, because again, in nihilism, there is no meaning. So, certainly there's no meaning in something like heaven or an afterlife. So, basically, how you approach a concept like the religious construct or the religious belief in afterlife or heaven, well, it's basically all about feelings, right? It's not built on any factual stance or any faith-based uh, substance, whether you can see it or not. But the article starts out here on page five, says, um, says um, she starts talking about her older sister, Pat, and how Pat uh, converted to Roman Catholicism. It gave her a lot of hope in, in life. And uh, the author talks about turning a certain age that was getting, you know, a little bit up there in years. I just turned 51 uh, last month. So I can kind of relate a little bit. You start to feel the uh, the brevity of life. But Pat says, oh, you don't have anything to worry about. Talking, talking to the author here. Sister Pat says, you don't have anything to worry about. You got lots of years left. I'm, I'm a dozen years older than you. You got nothing to worry about. Well, sad story. Some weeks later, Pat was diagnosed with an aggressive cancer. Uh, in a few months time, she was gone. This wise, loving woman who has wheeled my stroller, inspired me to become a writer a passionate reader, Pat was, who could not abide racism or injustice. Pat was like the rest of our family, progressive and pro-choice. Unlike us, she converted to Roman Catholicism in her late 50s, a move that gave her great comfort in difficult times. So, so I want you to see, the, the thing is, Pat was qualified as a great person on some things that I would say I would radically disagree with, uh, the fact that she's a progressive uh, the fact that she's pro-choice, which means she was for abortion, and let's call that what it is, murder of the unborn. Um, she wasn't like the rest of the family. I mean, she, but, you know, she was like the rest of the family in that she had these same values. 
Um, and it, oh, by the way, she she did not believe and she did not abide racism or injustice because remember those are the cardinal cardinal sins right there. If uh, if you're not a social justice warrior or anything that you say that might in any way be construed as conservatism, you are certainly a racist. So you want to be careful with all of that stuff. But um, it's interesting that it was all about how this person's politics aligned with the writer's belief system to determine whether or not she was good enough to get into her concept of heaven. And it goes on with a lot of the same problem. The point being, there's no factual basis for this. It's all based on feelings. This, in essence, is a form of nihilism. There is no basis for anything. There is no foundation for anything. Well, here's the problem that I have with all of that. When you live your life according to how you feel, or you're letting your political system or your cultural beliefs or even your values or your traditions shape the way you move into life, well, what's going to happen, folks, is you're going to end up in confusion and in chaos. Now, there's a, there's a verse of Scripture. There's a verse of Scripture out there that says that God's not the author of confusion. A lot of you guys are living in confusion right now. Well, it could be that you're feeling your way through life instead of acting your way through life on some form of a foundation that matters. You know, when King Solomon wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, which is a dismally depressing book if you don't understand it. I encourage you guys, if you, if you, want, if you want to encourage yourself, you're not going to spend a lot of devotional time in the book of Ecclesiastes. But in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 2, he kicks off the whole book with the phrase, meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. Some of you are feeling that right now. I mean, some of you are coming into this nihilistic idea that there is no meaning anymore. Everything has become chaotic. Guys, here's the deal. We're living in a generation of people, the younger generation specifically. We're living in a generation that's actually drawn to chaos. Now, in its, its simple forms, um, their, their worldview has been shaped by the movies. It's been shaped by the movies they've seen. How many movies are out there? Focus on the end of the world. I mean, pull up, I don't know, see what's at your local theater right now. There's probably a Godzilla movie. Uh, there, there's probably something that, oh, the whole world is about to end. Thanos is about to snap his fingers, and it's up to the Marvel characters to make sure he doesn't get the stones and the glove. Uh, you know, the polar ice caps are about to melt, and the day after tomorrow, New York City is going to be flooded, and Jake Gyllenhaal, and some, he's somehow got to save the world, Right. Uh, there, there's going to be, or surely the rock is going to save us. I mean, why do you think people are so drawn to this idea of Dwayne Johnson running for office? Get on his social media sometime. He visited a couple of weeks ago with the Pentagon. He visited with, with Congress. And, and so people are saying, you need to run for office. It's time for you to be president of the United States. Now, most of you guys don't know anything about Dwayne Johnson, certainly not his politics. You don't know where he's from. You don't know anything about his history. Yeah, he was a wrestler. He's an actor. He looks great, right? He, the guy works out a lot. Fantastic. But do you really know what his foundational belief system is to the point where you want this guy determining policy for you? I mean, if our world's about to end, who else do we need but President Rock, right, in Washington, D.C.? Dwayne Johnson's going to save us all. That's my point. We have this idea in the middle of chaos that this all one big movie and somebody's going to save us. Well, unfortunately, the more chaos we create, the more difficult it is to get out of that disorder. 
And it becomes very, very problematic for you and me just living our daily lives when we can't even go to the grocery store and afford groceries. 31% of your annual income goes to your mortgage. Uh, You can't just call your senator. You can't get your congressman or woman on the phone. You can't talk to the president of the United States. And you don't even know what's going to happen in the elections when it comes in 2024. And even if they do happen, you know what? You don't trust them to begin with. The chaos has gotten so big that it's overwhelmed all of us. There's a season of despair. We're in a season of depression. People don't feel good about the future. And they, man, it's hard to celebrate. It's hard to watch that ball drop. Uh, in Iowa, they dropped a big potato. I don't know if you saw that deal. They dropped a giant ass potato. Um, I'm, I'm down with that right there. Uh, me, I was ready to go to bed by 10 o'clock. Um, I, I, listen, I, I'll just tell you. I, we were watching the, uh, in, I think it was on NBC. I don't know what it was, but it was the Nashville's New Year's Bash. We were watching some of our friends who are country music artists on there, and we're watching them perform and and uh, proud of them because of their accomplishments. And you know, our, our buddy Cody Johnson and and his guitar player Jake Mears and his fiddle player Jody Bartula—they're all buddies. You know, we love watching our friends succeed. And so we're watching this, and then they go to New York for the ball drop. It's 11 o'clock central, uh, which is where we are in Texas, as well as where they were doing their thing, the concerts there in Nashville. But they go to New York. So at 11 p.m. our time, midnight Eastern time, they drop the ball. And for Nashville's country, New Year's, bash, whatever, the first shot that they show is two guys making out right there in Times Square, celebrating the ball drop. I mean, more balls were dropping than just the ball drop. I, I mean, the, the, and they, the, camera, the camera stays on them. I mean, like, I'm not a huge fan of the public displays of affection anyway, but here's two guys. There's a black guy and a white guy, and the camera's just hanging on these two guys, which is basically saying, this is what we're going to show you. This is what you're going to get. Whether you agree with this level of debauchery or not, this is what we're going to put in your face. We're going we're gonna to put this in your face, and you're going to like it or lump it. You chose to tune in. This is the country music New Year's Eve. So chaos, folks. You say, well, what do you have a problem? What, what, do you have a problem with two guys kissing? That's up to the two guys. If they want to do that, fine. But I don't have to have it beamed into my living room while I'm trying to watch my buddies sing country music songs and saying Happy New Year. Okay, I I shouldn't have to see any of the public displays of affection. And these guys are throat deep with their tongues in each other's mouth. I shouldn't have to see all that stuff. Now, maybe that's me being just puritanical. Maybe that's me being a little too antiquated and Victorian. Maybe that's me just being a little too staunch. And, you know, I'm I'm just one of these hardcore guys with a narrow mind. Well, I'm really not, actually. I just don't want things shoved down my throat. And you don't want it either. So you look at your world and you're going, okay, we're living in chaos. And I get on social media. You see things like this, you hear things like this, and you go, I'm not worried about it because Jesus is coming back to rescue me any minute now. Anytime I put a negative story out on social media or talk about the chaos we're living in, whether it's gender confusion or people getting arrested in Britain because they misgendered somebody or used the wrong pronoun or hate speech, we talked on the show about T-Mobile now wanting to find companies for using the wrong type of speech in their messaging um, and and it, it's because they're reading their text messages, which is amazing that we've come to that point. Anytime I post anything like that, then immediately people say, hey, um, Jesus is going to come save us all. Well, what, what if I propose to you that he's not coming to save you anytime soon? 
What if I propose to you that Jesus is not coming to rescue you? What if I propose to you that you're probably going to meet the undertaker before you meet the upper taker? Like, like Jesus isn't just going to come zap you out of here in some rapture, rapturous experience so that you escape all the problems. I, some of you are mad at me right now for saying that. Some of you, some of you don't want to hear that. Um, but I, I'm just saying that maybe Jesus, maybe God, maybe your creator— Maybe he wants you to experience some of this chaos. Maybe some of this chaos is good for you. Maybe the confusion is actually something that you can learn from. Uh, but you said earlier, Chad, that God's not the author of confusion. No, I, I'm not saying he's the author of it. I'm not saying he created it. But if all things work together for those who, who are called according to his purposes, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. Romans 8, 28. If you believe that, if you believe that, then um, maybe all those things that seem like confusion and chaos are going to work together to make a better you. Maybe you're actually going to be a better person for living through some of this stuff. Now, I know the world's an evil place. Uh, just the other day, we rewatched the film uh, Sound of Freedom. And, you know, Sound of Freedom is a powerful, powerful movie. It's, it's a very revealing thing would you think that that level of evil exists in our world? Um, for, the, for those of you, you know, unfamiliar with it, here's a guy who's wanting to go out and rescue children. They've been catching pedophiles with law enforcement. They've been catching the pedophiles, but they haven't been actually rescuing children. And so he quits his job as, as a law enforcement agent to go out on his own to go rogue. And he, he starts rescuing the actual children from these pedophile rings. And when you see it, you think, man, this, uh, this can't really be happening. I mean, these children, 6, 7, 8, 10, 12 years old, trafficked into prostitution, uh, trafficked into slavery. It, it's a horrible thing. It's a grotesque. And you find yourself with that righteous indignation just rising up inside of you saying, man, I'd love to put a bullet in those people's brain. I really would. You know, let's tie the millstone around their neck. I mean, the immediate justice, let's string them up right now. Let's go out and find every one of them. But here we are living in a world where we can't even get Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein's client list, or who was on the Lolita Express to fly on his private jet down to Epstein Island. We can't even get that list. Now, I know in recent days they've been talking about revealing his list of associates. But I want you to remember, guys, as you've heard me say before, the list of associates is very different from the list of clients, okay? Jeffrey Epstein had associates, many of which were not into pedophilia. We want to know who was on the passenger list, who went to the island, who went to the Zorro Ranch in New Mexico. We want to know who was actually engaged in these activities. Now, Jelaine Maxwell came out and said, uh, to, to the point, says, um, said that she has, she knows the whereabouts of tapes that reported to feature former President Bill Clinton uh, actually in sexual acts. Um, but she refused to go and find those tapes and reveal them while Hillary Clinton was running for president in 2016. Now, Jelaine Maxwell, who was, of course, uh, Epstein's girlfriend, uh, she, she was the one who, you know, trafficked these girls that she's the one who went out and found them in many cases for Epstein. Um, she's in, she's in jail charged with two counts of conspiracy enticement of a minor to travel, to engage in illegal sex acts, transporting minors for illegal sex acts and two counts of perjury. Um, 
She helped procure the underage victims uh, for Jeffrey Epstein. She's denied the charges, but, you know, here we go. Uh, and now she says that she knows, um, she knows, there's a, there's a book out there, CBS producer Ira Rosen's new book, Ticking Clock, Behind the Scenes at 60 Minutes, said Rosen's book alleges that Maxwell refused to help locate tapes Epstein had recorded that included Bill Clinton, but implied they did exist. Says the book sheds new light on reported claims that Epstein had secretly recorded his celebrity friends having sex with women and underage girls at his home and then used the footage to blackmail them. Uh, the uh, Daily Wire reported said uh, that CBS producer Ira Rosen writes of speaking with Maxwell in 2016, saying he asked for footage of Donald Trump that Epstein might have shot only to have Maxwell respond. If you get the tapes on Trump, you have to do Bill Clinton. So um, Rosen responded and said, I want the tapes. I know Epstein was videotaping everyone. I want the tapes of Trump with the girls. Maxwell reported reportedly told Rosen, I don't know where they are, prompting him to believe that she was confirming the existence of such state, such tapes. Ask Epstein, Rosen fired uh, said he fired back, insisting the fate of the country is at stake. Trump could be elected president. And how would you feel that those tapes emerged after he was in office? Maxwell gave him a stern look, pointed a finger in his face and said, she said, I'm the daughter of a press baron. I know the way you people think. If you do one side, you must do the other. If you get the tapes on Trump, you have to do Clinton. Maxwell didn't want Trump elected, but said that Hillary Clinton was comfortably ahead and there was no need for the story to come out. Besides, she said Epstein never shared with her the location of the tapes. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. Other than to remind you that there's evil in the world. And if, and if there's tapes on one, there's tapes on a lot. And that means if, if Jelaine Maxwell has been found guilty of this and she's in prison for this, where are the clients and where is the client list? Because none of them have been brought to light. And none of them have been brought to trial. And I don't care if it's Donald Trump. I don't care if it's Bill Clinton. I don't care who it is. If you are engaged in that level of nefarious activity, the world needs to know about it. You need to be exposed and consequences need to be faced. We live in an evil world. But you know what? As evil as this world is, as evil as this world is, I believe that we have a God. We have a creator that created you with purpose, created you with a future, created you with destiny, created you with promise, and wants you to live in this world. Doesn't want you to escape the world. You've heard me say before about Jesus coming to rescue you. It's hard to do business while you're trying to go out of business. Okay. You keep hanging that shingle, says, We're going out of business soon, going out of business soon, going out of business soon. Nobody wants to hear your message. How many times you see the furniture commercial say, We're having a going out of business sale, but they never go out of business. Nobody, we just tune that out. It becomes white noise. If you truly have a message of victory, you have a message that, uh, of, of being able to have dominion in this earth and truly change and transform people's lives then why do you want to go out of business so bad? You're not handling this chaos. What makes you think you're allowed to escape it? So in spite of the pain, in spite of the evil, in spite of the chaos that's in our world, I believe there's something that can be used here to help refine your life and make you a better person, make you stronger. Jesus said in John 17, 15, he said, my prayer, when he was talking to his disciples, he said, my prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Even Jesus said regarding his disciples, says, listen, I don't want you to take them out of the world. I want you to protect them from the evil one, but I want you to refine them. They're going to be refined from what they're going through. See, God created this world. 
God created this world. It's a special gift for you and me, even though it's fallen, even though sin has tainted parts of the beauty and, and, and its meaning has in, in many ways has been, has been just torn apart. Your meaning still exists and the beauty in the earth and the meaning in the earth still exists and it's not lost. So what you got to do along with me is find a way to find some order and find some peace in the midst of the confusion and the chaos. Okay. Now, what I suggest you guys do is, uh, and this is on your own. This is on your own. You, you figure out how you want to go about this. Now, you, you can read Time Magazine and How to Go to Heaven, <laughs> which I, I read the entire thing cover to cover, and I can tell you um, this is crap. There, there's nothing in here that gives you any substantive anything. This is a lot of perspectives, a lot of opinions. There's nothing substantive here. I encourage you guys to, um, first thing you got to do is you got to find the right government. You, you find the right government, you get the right order, you're going to get the right peace in your life. What do I mean by that? Well, you read the scriptures, you read the scriptures, and we might as well start off the year with a little bit of a spiritual bent. We don't do this a lot, but you guys, you guys know where I go with some of this stuff. Uh, my foundation at the, at the end of the day is always my faith. There's a verse in the scripture that says, you know, there, there's a kingdom which cannot be shaken, and everything else that can be shaken will be shaken so that that which cannot be shaken will remain. All right. In other words, the chaos is going to shake everything in the world. And so the thing you cling to is the one thing that's not shaking. So if the if the governments of the world are shaking and they're trust me, they are shaking. You can look at Ukraine. You can look at Russia. You can look at China. Look at North Korea. You can look at Iran. You can look at Palestine. You can look at Gaza. You can look at Israel. You can look at the United States of America. The governments are shaking. Look at our elections here. How many people have put their faith in elections and the political process here in the U.S.? They are shaking, man. You, you put your faith in political leaders or, or people that you set up on a pedestal and they're going to be some voice of reason. I, I don't care if it's a, an Elon Musk or your favorite preacher or somebody that's got some mega church. Or they, listen, those people, you put them on a pedestal, they get knocked off. That is the way it always happens because those things are shaking. You have to look at the things which are not being shaken. And I contend that it's the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? It's God's way of doing things. It's God's way of doing life. It's, the, it's God's way of doing creation. And when you find that, when you discover that, and I'm going to put that on you to go discover that. Dive in someplace besides Time Magazine. Dive in and find those things which God has done throughout human history and you can read, you can read history and you can see the things which have lasted, the values which have lasted, the, the, the things which have mattered, the truth which has stood the test of time. Embrace those things. And you know what it's going to do? It's going to bring order. And that order is going to bring peace. It'll be a peace that passes understanding because the rest of the world is going to be crumbling and you're going to be doing okay. You're going to be able to have optimism as you head into a new year. You know why your car can drive down the street without shaking apart? Why, why you can sit in your car, basically, without the highway noise, without, you know, rumbling all over. You go over the bumps in the road. You don't really feel them that much. you got the shock absorbers. You're at peace inside that car because everything's working in order. All the parts are working in order. And they're working in order because somewhere at some time there was an architect who drew that blueprint of how that car was going to operate and governed all those parts to work together. The government led to it working in order. Architecture of it led to it working in order. And the order leads to you driving in it in peace. Your life is the same way. 
If you don't want the vehicle you're in, which is your body, your life, your mind, your emotions, your will, your heart and spirit, if you don't want that shaken apart, well, you're going to have to get it in order. And to get it in order, you're going to have to find the right government. I'm going to just toss this out there and leave you with it before we get out of here today. There's a reason why Jesus was called the prince, that's a government title, of peace. And of his government, there shall be no end. Okay? So consider that this year as you head into this chaotic 2024. Consider that as election season and primary season heats up. Consider that when you want to fight with the internet troll. Consider that when your family doesn't talk to you anymore because of a, something that you have a conviction about. Consider that when those who claim to love you are now forsaking you. Remember, there is a prince of peace. There is one who governs peace, and you can have that peace when you get involved with his government. Because the governments of man throughout history have always crumbled. They've always fallen. They've always been shaken. But that which cannot be shaken is the one that will remain. I want you to find God's way of doing things. And I think that's how you're going to enter into 2024. And that's how you're going to persevere in it. And I believe you're going to prosper in 2024 because there's a way of doing it. I mean, for instance, I'll just give you one last example. One last example. You want, you want to grow corn? You know, you know what you do? You plant corn in good soil. It's amazing. It grows all by itself. You don't have to do anything. You operated according to the way it was governed, according to nature. You start operating outside of nature and creation, and you get all kind of weird things. But, but again, something as simple as just saying, hey, you know what? God's governed for that soil to produce corn whenever you plant corn seed. Interesting, huh? Find that rhythm of life. Find that way of doing things, and I promise you, you're going to see fruit that's going to be born out of it. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Brand new show. I think we, uh, Shiner, I think we did pretty good, man. As far as, you know, uh, you guys can't see. We're going to get a camera and a microphone on him soon enough. Uh, uh, right now we're calling him, uh, uh, we're calling him uh, the, the unseen Singaporean over there. <laughs> but, but you guys, you guys will get an opportunity to meet him and you'll see him on camera. You'll hear him every now and then. But, um, Man, I'm excited about the days ahead, the Chad Prather Show, and um, you guys, your participation in it. We're going to have some good guests in here. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm going to have an opportunity just to preach to you a little bit the way I did today. And I'm excited about that. But most of all, listen, um, I want to get that chaos, uh, chaos out of your life. I hear it in your voice. I hear the angst. I hear it, guys. Don't let that nihilism win. Don't let the chaos win. There is meaning. There is substance. There is foundation. And you can build a bedrock on that and you can build your life on it as well. All right, guys, um, I am going to be at the uh, I'm going to be uh, at Secret Group uh, on the 6th of January. Jesse Payton and I were doing a 100 percent crowd work show, which means the crowd is the show. So um, instead of going up and doing comedy bits, we're going to actually interact with the audience a little bit. I think the show is almost sold out. But you can uh, you can go over to Jesse Payton social media, find the ticket link if you want to come up there. And who knows? Maybe you can walk up to the door and see if you can get a ticket if you're in the Houston area on January 6th. I'm kicking off my tour uh, January 26th. I will be back in Wesley Chapel, Florida. They're at Side Splitters in Wesley Chapel. So be there January 26th and 27th. I think we're doing two shows both nights. So you'll want to get your tickets now. You can go to watchchad.com. Those of you who know the show know that's where all the fun stuff is. And don't forget, check out my merch website, 76forever.com, and do a little shopping. And uh, I appreciate you guys so much, and I'm excited about what the days ahead hold for all of us. 
Know that I'm with you. Know that I'm praying for you. Let's take over in 2024. I love y'all. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.